0: I'm palm shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's High Five Sunday. Some of y'all don't get that, do you? It's Palm Sunday. Might as well be High Five Sunday, right? We, we're not, y'all know, for our guests who don't know, um, we're not real traditional around here. <laughs> we, uh, and we don't really follow a lot of the traditional things that go on in the communities at churches. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. If you want to be a church that you know Palm Sunday preaches about the the entrance of Jesus, and and, and you want to preach on Groundhog Day about Groundhog, whatever the other holidays that are out there—Mother's Day, Father's Day—all those kind of things—we we just don't really kind of follow that format here. We kind of try to follow what God gives us as far as a, a, a direction. And usually months ahead, y'all know that. So we're going to stay with our theme today of the one-anothers that we've been in. Um, We're going to take a little bit of a break from that coming up right after Easter. Be a new series, about six weeks. It's going to be tied to the one-another series, but it's going to be really geared at our families. And and we want to really encourage you guys, because most of y'all in the room don't have little kids. And... uh, And so you may may not think it's going to be geared at you. And and, in specifics, it will be geared to some of the families with children. Uh, More of that second service kind of group that's here that we'll all be back together again. But there are going to be things that we're going to be talking to you about um, as we talk about families. And how you can minister to our families. And how you can minister to your family that you still have. Grown children. Maybe No children. You know, there, there's it, it's not just going to be at the little kids, but we're gonna it's going to be geared in that direction, and we're going to tie it to the one another's. I, really, a series we're excited about. Um, and Mark doesn't know this, I hope he's listening. I, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna probably lean pretty heavy on him in this series as our family pastor. Um, I, I think that uh, he's got probably a greater heart in that area than 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 not that I don't have a great heart for our families, but he's just really kind of tied to that. So, we're going we're to head in that direction um, in a couple weeks. But this week, uh, we're still working through the one another's. So, our passage today is Colossians 2.19. Colossians 2.19. Can anybody tell me real quick, what are some of the one another's we talked about so far? Do you all remember some of the one another's? A real simple one. Love one another. Serve one another. Honor one another. Anybody else think of one? Except one another. Oh, except one another. Man, that's hard, isn't it? Man, that's hard. That's good. Well, today it is going to be a message that, that is about caring for and helping one another. But I want you to see what the Scripture talks about for that. Um, Colossians 2.19 says... They don't keep themselves under the control of the head. Christ is the head, and the whole body depends on Him. Because of Christ, all the parts of the body care for each other and help each other. So the body is made stronger and held together as God causes it to grow. What a great passage of Scripture. I want us to... To kind of dissect that passage today, but we're going to look at the whole chapter of Colossians 2 today as we give it its context, Um, because it it really matters what he's talking about, because this is one of those passages, if you're not careful, you can easily, easily take this and want to make it about something that's not. So I want to make sure we do that today. Let's, let's begin with just breaking this passage apart today. It, began, it, be, it begins with talking about everything being because of Christ. Uh, notice in the middle of that verse it says, Because of Christ, all the parts of the body care for each other and help each other. It's because of Christ that all of this is accomplished. It's because of Christ that we do what we do. It's not because I like Sam that I treat Sam the way I treat Sam. It's really not because no, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's because of Christ that I'm supposed to treat Sam with love and care, and acceptance, and honor, and service. It's because of Christ. Let me let me give you even a harder example. It's because of Christ. I'm to love my wife, a fellow believer, and serve and honor. Not because I love her, but because of Christ. Now, yes, I should love her. But anybody who's been married for a little while knows that that human emotion ebbs and flows. And if you act like it doesn't, you ain't been married for a little while or you're lying and the (laughs) altar will be open. Because the human emotion of things goes up and down. I mean, I, I love my kids. They're all grown. Thank the Lord. But I don't always like them. Do you? I mean, sometimes they do things I don't like. But because of Christ, I'm called to still treat them the way they're supposed to be treated. Now that, that listen that affects us. I mean, listen to what I'm saying. You cannot just act any way you want to. You can't just behave any way you want to behave. It doesn't work that way anymore. Ephesians 1.22 says, God put everything under Christ's power and made Him head over everything for the church. He is the head over everything, but it's for the church. The body of Christ. Back At the beginning of this chapter, verse number 1 of Colossians says, I want you to know that I'm trying very hard to help you. I'm trying to help those in Laodicea and others who have never seen me. I want them to be strengthened and joined together with love and to have full confidence that comes from understanding. I want them to know completely the secret truth that God has made known. The truth is Christ Himself. The truth is Christ himself. In him, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are kept safe. Paul said, I want them to know Christ. Have you enjoyed this series? That on Right Now Media that we've been doing? I hope you've been watching it. The power of knowing God. Not just knowing about God. But knowing God. Tony Evans does a great job. Mark and I have laughed. Tony says more in 9 or 10 minutes than the two of us say together in 15. I mean, he has just this great way of of just cutting through the the Scripture and the, the thoughts and laying for us a foundation of what it means to intimately walk with God and to know Him. Paul says, I want them to know Christ. Why? Because he's the head over the church. That means he's your head. He's my head. Verse 6 and 7 of uh, this passage here says, "I uh, let's see, verse 6 says, You accepted Christ Jesus as Lord, so continue to live following him. You must depend on Christ only, drawing life and strength from him. Have you said, have you done what Paul said? Have you called Christ to your heart? Have you said, I accept Jesus Christ as Lord? Not just the one who redeemed me on the cross, but as my master, as the Lord of my life, as the director of my circumstances. Well, if that's true because of Christ, now, he has to control everything I do and how I live. I don't get just to do what I want to do. So I tell you, that that is life-altering for every believer because you still have a sin nature just like me. And I still want to do this sometimes. He's saying, you got to do this. It's, Who am I going to put as the Lord of my life? Well, Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. So sometimes I have to do what I don't want to do. I'm going to tell you, one of the things that has just been tremendously blessing to me is, is this, this massive reading that I've been trying to do for um, the Lenten season. Um, you read through the Old Testament uh, and, and the chunks that I've been reading in, in, in man, you begin to see how serious God is about thus saith the Lord, do it no matter what. Some of the things he put on his uh, prophets, of uh, 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 those that he said, go and do this, do exactly what I say, don't waver from it one bit, it matters. He said the same thing to you and I. We've taken this days ago attitude that God loves me God will forgive me I'm saved and I'm going to heaven and so I can really live any way I want to I'm going to tell you what you read the word you'll find out it doesn't quite work that way you may, may or may not be saved but you won't live any way you want to without recourse trust me when I tell you there's a recourse to not doing it God's way And if you're a believer and you've lived any time in the Word, you know that's true because you've done your own way and God has brought you back and sometimes it's not painless because He cares too much to leave you disobedient. It's all because of Christ. It's all because of Christ. Everything we do. This garbage that's out there today that says, I'm a believer, now just enjoy life. It's exactly what it is. It's garbage. Yes, you should have joy in life. You should rejoice in all things. But your joy and your rejoicing is in Christ. Because there's things He's going to call you to that are hard. Like accept one another. Be humble and gentle. Those are hard. They will cause you to die to self. Because of Christ. All the parts of the body. The next passage says. The next part of that passage. Because of Christ, all the parts of the body. All the parts of the body. Even you on the screen. If you're a part of the body, if you're watching us today and you're part of Fresh Dark Fellowship, and you're not here in the moment, it's talking to you. If you're a believer, Out there listening. You're a part of the body. You may not be a part of this church with us, but you're a part of the body. And he says that all the parts of the body together make a difference. Romans 7 4 says, as the head, uh, says, now we belong, excuse me, now you belong to someone else. You belong to the one who was raised from the dead. We belong to Christ so that we can be used. In service to God. You belong to God so you can be used. Well, I don't want to be used. Too bad. You belong to God. It's His checkerboard. He moves the pieces where He wants to. He may move you somewhere you don't want to go. Guess what? (laughs) Paul. Got moved to some places he didn't want to go. A guy named Jonah tried to go in a different direction from where God said go. And what happened? A big fish swallowed him and then vomited him up. I'd rather not do that personally. Listen, as our head moves and controls our body, so it is with the church. Christ is the head. And he is going to move and control you and I that are his body. First Corinthians 12, says, all of you together are the body of Christ. Each of you is a part of that body. What part of the body are you? Do you even know what part of the body you are? Do you know how you're supposed to serve? Have you ever asked? Have you ever said, God, show me? That's a scary thing to say. Trust me, there's some people in the room smiling at me on the other side of this right now, and they're saying, man, I wish I'd have never asked that. (laughs) Because if you say, God, here I am, where do you want me to go? He will put you in places you never wanted to be. Now, listen, He will enable you. He will encourage you. But He's going to stretch you. We laugh now. I I don't know how funny it is to you. Uh, I laugh sometimes watching Jamie on the platform. (laughs) Confident. I mean, she, she, she gets up she speaks. She reads. She praises. She leads. Now, trust me, that confidence is only in Christ because if you knew what was shaking inside them shoes, <laughs> because that's hard for her still. But God's called her. I'm not going to pick on Sam today. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> do you know what you've been called to do Romans twelve four and 5 says each one of us has one body and that body has many parts these parts don't all do the same thing in the same way exactly like that we are many people but in Christ we are all one body We're the parts of that body, and we each, and each part belongs to the other. I belong to Sam. Sam belongs to Lola. Lola belongs to Ken. Ken belongs to James. James belongs to Barbara. Barbara belongs to Jamie. I, I don't belong to me. It's not about what I want. How am I called to serve? Because it's all because of him that I'm doing it. Got to keep that first. Got to, get, got to remember that. Hold on to that. It's not that I'm doing it for Sam and Sam's doing it for Lola. Because we want to, although we like each other we want to, but what about when he calls you to that one that's not so lovely? The one that's not so easy. That one that gets under your skin. It's all because of Christ. He moves the head. He's the head. He moves the body. We go because he's called us to go. We go because each part has a part to play. Listen to me, especially if you're listening on on Facebook or YouTube this morning. If you can be a part of our body and you choose to sit at home today, you're hurting the body of Christ. Amen. Plans and we're not the same without you. Now, if you can't be here, we understand. That's where we need to be coming to you because you're not the same without us. But it doesn't work. If you've been called to this body by the head, we need to be together, moving as one to accomplish. What would it be like if my head said, okay, let's walk to this table and this arm said, no, I'm going to go that way. It doesn't work. Or I'm just going to stay here. It doesn't work. Why? Because the body is one. We have to move together to accomplish what God desires for us to accomplish. What is that? Well, according to this passage, one of the things that we are to accomplish is we're to care for and help each other. Verse 19 tells us clearly that caring for each other matters. Because of Christ, all the parts of the body care for each other. And help each other. Now here, here's what I want to... This is where the context matters today. Because listen to me. In the world around us, in the current culture we live in, in the church today, and in what's called the church today, it's not necessarily the church, in some places, this being for one another, and caring for one another, and helping one another... It's all about the periphery. i got to help somebody get groceries. i got to make sure they got a ride. I need to make sure that, that they have the finances that they need. And, and while there's no doubt that we, in the body of Christ, are called to do those things for one another, those are not the primary things that God's called us to do. Clearly, it's not about meeting all of our physical wants and needs. The world out there will tell you that. The lost world will tell you that. The lost world will be glad to tell the church that, hey, you're a Christian. You're a follower of Christ. You need to pay my bills. You need to meet my needs. Well, first off, we're to do for us first. I don't know if you don't know that or not, but the church has called us to one another first. Not to their exclusion, but first. And yes, we are to help meet their needs when it really meets needs. Not just because they didn't pay their bill or because they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Let me go back and show you what it says here. What Paul's talking about. This is where context matters. Go back to verse 1 and 2. We're talking about caring for and helping each other. I want you to know that I'm trying very hard to help you. Paul says, I'm trying to help you. And I'm trying to help those in Laodicea. Not those who are even in my city, but those that are part of us. And others who may have never even seen me. How's he going to help them? i Want them to what? Be strengthened. He didn't say I want to go pay their bill. I want them to be strengthened. I want you to be, be stronger than you are today. So that when life comes at you. You can stand. And having done all. To stand. As the scripture says. I want you to be able to to put on all that stuff at the back of Ephesians 6. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace. Man, I, I want you to be able to stand. I want you to be able to be strong. His first concern was their strength in the spirit of God. He said, I want you to be joined together. Not only do I want you to be strong, but I want you to be unified. I want you to be on the same page. Paul said, Listen, I want to help you. Because the natural tendency is for Jamie to go do her thing, and Gene to go do her thing, and and Jenny to go do her thing, and Sam to do his, and Ted. That's the natural tendency that we have. And he says, No, no. Unity. Unity in the body of Christ. Unity to do what? Well, whatever, whatever your church wants to do. No. Unity, what the head wants. Unity of what the head wants. I need you to to come together and be strengthened, to be fully joined together. And I want you to be full of confidence. Look what verse 3 says. I want them to know completely the secret truth that God has made known. What's that truth? This truth is Christ Himself. In Him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are kept safe. He said, I want you to know, I want this confidence, this full confidence to come from understanding who God is and who you are in God. I'm so concerned for the church today. I don't think we have a clue who we are in Christ. And I say that about myself. I mean, do you understand that, that the bonds of sin no longer hold you? That's, this passage goes on and talks about that. This passage talks about the fact that the bonds of sin have been broken in your life. You and I cannot say, well, I just can't get away from that. Yes, you can. You don't have to walk over there. You've been baptized into the Spirit of God. He lives inside of you and me. We don't have to live there anymore. We choose to. Or we're so weak that we can't fight the battle. Paul said, I want to care. I want you to care for and help each other. How? By strengthening one another. By causing you to be unified together. By helping you to have full understanding of who you are in Christ and who God is. He said, I don't want you to be fooled by the human ideas that sound really good around you, but are against Scripture. That's verse number four. I tell you this so that no one can fool you by telling you ideas that seem good, but are false. There's so much false teaching in the world around us. And I I don't, listen, I don't stand here and claim that I know all the answers, that I'm the wisest guy in the world. I am not bright by the farthest stretch of it. But if it doesn't walk in here, it can't walk out here. And the truth, I, listen, what I've found this month in all the reading I've been doing is there's a lot I don't know and I've missed. I need to be more in the Word than I have been. So the Word can be more in me than it ever has been. And I am confident that's true of every one of us in this room and every one that's part of our church and every believer I don't think there's a believer in our town that can say oh I got it I'm confident I'm walking fully in all that God would ever want me to be doing because if they are then we might as well go to their funeral they just died because none of us reaches that he says in verse 8 I don't want you to be led away by false teaching in verse 9, he says, keep yourself under control of the head, Christ. This is how Christ, this is how Paul's talking to the church and said, I want to help you. I want to care for you. I want to help you stay under the control of the head, Jesus Christ. I don't want you to be led away by false teaching or human ideas. I want you to be full of confidence. It comes from understanding the word. I want you to be joined together in unity. I want you to be strengthened by the spirit of God. This is how you are to help And care for one another. What's the result of living like that? The result of living like that is found in the last part of verse 19. So. Therefore. Because. Now. Just put whatever word. The body is made stronger. And held together. As God causes it to grow. Let me tell you what the result is. You're stronger, brother. When life comes at you this week, when, when the body doesn't do what it wants to, when the house is a little turmoil, when, when life isn't all it needs to be. Lori, when 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 things don't seem to be working out on the timetable they need to, and you're getting worried and you're trying to rush, you're strengthened. When, 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 a, when an old marriage made new hits its first bump, James and Jenny, you're strengthened. Sam, when you have to accept me later in the week, you're strengthened. <laughs> hey, listen, he says that if we'll live this way, we will be strengthened as a body. And so when Barbara's having a good day, she can strengthen me. When I'm having a good day, I can strengthen Shannon. When Shannon's having a good day, she can strengthen Mary. And when we're having a bad day, there's folks around us to strengthen us. Listen, we got some folks that aren't here today. We got some folks that that aren't here because the world's got a hold of them. They've said, Jesus is my Savior. God is my Lord. But... Man, they got that foot hung up in that vine and the world's got a hold of them. That's where we need to be stronger for them. We need to pray. I mean, really pray. Instead of complaining about them, get on our face before God and beg Him to put people in their life and then get up and go be one of those people. Let them know we're praying. Encourage, strengthen, challenge, chastise. All the things we're called to do. Body's made stronger. Let me tell you what else. He said the body's not going to be divided. It's he, 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 clear here, he tells us. He tells us that, that the body will be made stronger and held together. I love that term. Held together. Not that it will hold itself together. It will be held together. He will hold it. He will put it together in such a way that it won't let go. How many times in church, if you've been in church any length of time, what have you watched? Boy, just pieces fall off, don't they? How many people have we watched over the years? Those that have been here with me now for almost 12 years. How many have we watched come in, be on fire for God for six months? A year, two years? And we haven't seen him in two years. What happened? We weren't strong enough to hold together. Maybe they weren't with us. So they're not of us. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe God moved them to another place. I, I'm not sure. But I know there's some. We weren't strong enough to hold together. And then I love the last thing. It says that God grow the church. You and I don't have to worry about growing the church. I, I, listen, I've been a part of the church growth movement most of my adult Christian life. And I, I want to stand here and tell you that there's a lot of good that's in that. There's a lot of good, positive peer pressure in that to keep doing the work, sharing the gospel, getting out. But if the church is counting on Steve to grow it, We're in a world of hurt. He'll grow the church. Go back to Acts 2. What happened? When the Spirit of God fell on the church and they began to do what they were supposed to do, God added unto the church. We'll just do what we're supposed to do. God will add to the church. We're not the one that saves. God is. I want to do something I don't normally do. We've got a couple of minutes. We're it up. But I think it's important today. Because in this passage of Colossians chapter 2, in the midst of all of this, and I, I gave reference to it a minute ago, verse number 13, Paul talked this group of people to remind them of who they were and what they had in Christ and look I, I, I'm looking around a room that I, I know most of you and I know most of your testimonies I've talked to you about your salvation I've watched you walk it out but there may be somebody listening online today that this applies to Listen to what verse 13 said. You, he's talking to the church, you were spiritually dead because of your sins. And because you were not free from the power of your sinful self. But God gave you new life together with Christ. He forgave all our sins. And he goes on to explain why that's necessary. Because we broke God's laws, we owed a debt. A debt that listed all the rules we failed to follow. Every one of us in this room called Jesus Christ Savior and Lord owed a debt that we could not pay. Because we failed to follow God's law. We broke it in our heart. We broke it in our life. We broke it with our mind, we broke it with our heart, we broke it with our mouth, with our feet. God's serious about his law. His law of righteousness. The Bible said that he called that sin. But God forgave us of that debt. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. The cross that sits behind us. The cross that we'll celebrate next week. Maybe you're watching today and you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you still owe that debt. You know, I want to remind you and I want to remind us to talk about Palm Sunday Palm Sunday was an awesome day back in that day. They they lined the streets as Jesus came in Jerusalem. They threw palm branches down as a a symbol of honor as he came in and they hailed him as the king. The, the, The crowd roared for who he was. And just a week later, the same crowd stood and hollered, crucify him. He's not our king. So listen to me, church. Listen to me, unbeliever. I don't want to be somebody standing up hollering, he is my king, and living like I'm saying, crucify him. He's not my king. There's a world of people in churches today, this morning, the world of people listening online today that will tell you that Jesus is my king. He is the king of glory. And yet everything about their life screams crucify him. He's not my king. I don't have anything to do with him. That's, to me, what Palm Sunday says. Don't be standing over here, raising your hands one week and living like he is not God the next. Church, hear me. If you've never given your heart to Christ, truly surrender the lordship of your life, the kingdom of your ruling to God himself. Do it today. Cry out in mercy. The debt's been nailed to the cross. Are you debt free? Church, if you're debt free, if that's you and me, if that's you, remember verse six. You accepted Christ Jesus as Lord. So continue to live following me. I want to be standing next to me. in every moment in between today and then. With my hands raised. Saying he is the Lord of my life. And I will follow him regardless of what I want. And trust me when I tell you today. There are things I want that he doesn't. And I must give them to him because he's given new life to me. Father, I pray in this room today that you'd speak to every heart, every believer in this room and call us to full surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ. For every person listening online. Father, for every believer. Call them to live what they are. If there's anyone in this room or online that does not know you. They don't know the freedom that comes from having their debt forgiven. God, speak to them. Put someone around them. Call them. Direct them. Father, I pray that you would save them from their sin and the debt they owe. I pray this for the glory of God and the good of all who are here. In the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen.